That was good. That was fun. Dude, that's long. It was long. Fuck. That was long. Did I hit record? Just kidding. Just kidding. (laughs) 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 You're going to be like, fuck. I was like, fuck. Let's do it. Episode nine. Episode nine, nine, everybody. Welcome to episode nine. The thing with two heads. It's a scorcher today. Oh, dude, tell me about it. I and then of course I was burning up, so I had to stop at my favorite, not for food, but to get me a soda. Get your McDonald's Diet Coke. Gotta have that. Get my big soda going. It's a scorcher today, everybody, and welcome back to the show. Welcome, uh, part two of uh, James Jude Courtney. As of this taping, it's, I believe, 109 degrees in my backyard. See, I was about to say, I'm sure it's hotter where you're at than because you're in the valley. It, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's 109 degrees it's back there. Here. It's like 100. Tomorrow, it's supposed to be 114. No shit. I'm not kidding you. Ugh, I'm staying in the house with the AC on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm lucky enough to have a swimming pool. And even that is like, eh, because of my fair pink baby mouse like skin. Can't can't handle it. (laughs) So uh, so it's a scorcher out there, everybody. But uh, uh, welcome to part two of James Jude Courtney. And uh, we have a lot to do today, don't we, Sean? Yeah, well, you know, I've gotten questions and I might as well kind of run this down for everybody. People have been asking me kind of how we record the show because you'll see maybe we're wearing different shirts before the actual <laughs> interview. Well, the, the way I do it is I've been compiling interviews. You know, we, we do interviews when we can, you know, obviously we're doing them with people that have schedules and lives. So we try to compile the interviews and then I have to edit them. It takes time. Once that's ready, Chris and I will record a new intro, which will be more current stuff. We recorded the James Dude Courtney interview a few weeks ago. Today is a Saturday, and this episode will air on Wednesday. So I have to take this footage, edit it into the James Dude Courtney thing, and have it ready for Wednesday. Because we're trying to drop new episodes each Wednesday. We're trying to stay consistent. Um, And so far, so good. It depends on how crazy I and creative I get with the editing is how long it takes for me to do it. <laughs> so yeah, today, freaking scorcher. I'm wearing my, uh, this is a $8, what are $7.98 t-shirt at, from Walmart, Jaws. Ah. Walmart's been having some cool shirts, man. Walmart. I don't go to Walmart, but I see people online go, dude, Halloween shirt, Josh shirt, Walmart, seven bucks. I'm like, huh. Why not? And this is a good shirt. Seven bucks. Yeah. This I got a long time ago. This is old. This yeah. shirt, my thing shirt. I like I how simple it is. I, it, you know, I'm a simple guy and I mm-hmm. like simple things. And uh, I love uh, today. I got, a, you know, I knowing we were going to record today. I was like, it feels like a thing day. I was going to put on Halloween because it's part two of James. But I was like, nah, it feels mm-hmm. like a thing day. I'm wearing the thing today. So there you go. Uh, let's see. Mike said, while hey, I Mike. Oh, Mike S. Mike S. said, while I believe despite Adrienne's ample assets, beautiful face, etc., she was and is a genuine person, classy and a deep thinker, which turned out to make her appear even more sexy than just some no-brain bimbo type, in which Adrienne was the absolute antithesis. Antithesis. 
That said, my horny teenage friends and I used the nickname Adrian Barbell for obvious reasons back in the day. Wink. I just think Adrienne was and is a great all-around definition of a real woman. So basically, we just got like a horny guy uh, yeah. uh, um, comment. That, that was a horny guy trying to class it up a little. Yeah, yeah. Trying to class it. But thank you for that. Yeah. I wholeheartedly agree. Uh, Todd Fair said, which movie is worse, Halloween 2018 or Halloween 2 from 1981? Now, I don't get this hmm. question. I don't know if this is if trying to be funny. Uh, I mean, because they're, I don't, I mean, they're both great movies. So I don't know where he's going with this, but I will tell you this, Todd, uh, not, not in this episode, but coming soon, we are going to have Zach Myers from Shinedown on the show. And we all three are going to rank the Halloween right. movies from best to worst. So right. stay tuned and you will get the answer to that question from all That's three right. of us. From all three of us. We're going to have a, a big conversation with Mr. Zach Myers. going to be a big this. Halloween circle jerk. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Snap into it. All right. Uh, Max... <laughs> Max Mercury. This is the last one. Max That's an Mercury. awesome name. Max Mercury says, is there any reason Stevie Wayne couldn't appear in another horror movie? It wouldn't have to have anything to do with The Fog. Wouldn't have to be a sequel to The Fog. Just Stevie Wayne being Stevie Wayne and adding her unique quality. But, you know, I thought about this after our interview with Adrian Barbeau. She actually kind of did reprise the role of Stevie Wayne in Tales of Halloween. Because hmm. she was the DJ voice that right the through line and the film right. i would watch a stevie wayne tv series yeah so technically i've been in a movie with adrian barbeau because i was there you go Halloween. there you go there you go <laughs> that's it that's all i got and done, <laughs> and done. So, I, yes i would watch a stevie wayne television series that would i be would great. watch that wouldn't that be great that doesn't even have to have fog or scariness. Yeah, it to could it. just be just, her warning people of shit. There's nah, a killer just, in the backseat of your car. Get out. Get out of the car. You know, she right. could just always be from on the, the lighthouse. Always yeah. from the light. She never leaves yeah. the lighthouse. Never. Never. Yeah. <laughs> it's one set. It's a cheap show to do. Yeah. I think it's a great idea. So last night I got home and I went on Facebook and I saw somebody posting about that Big Lots has these. Ooh. For twelve ninety nine, they're LED. Wow. The ghost one changes color. Wow! Put it over here, so it's not. Actually, I'll turn. That's a good one. See, look, it changes color. Oh wow! It's only twelve ninety nine. What? That's big lots, and I don't go to big lots, so. I've, um, I've I don't think I've ever been to a big lot, but I'll, look, I I would go for that and that twelve ninety nine. This one doesn't change color. Oh, I know where I'm going today. Yeah, twelve ninety nine. All right. Because so, I love these, the old blow mold uh, decorations. Yeah. I got a bunch of the original ones. I ended up going to Big Lots to get those and ended up spending $150 on all kinds of Halloween decorations. Sure. <laughs> I bought a bunch of Big Lots had some good shit this year. I'm impressed. Wow. I'm yeah. going to have to, I'm going to hit up the Big Lots then. Yeah. That's right. my recommendation. So let's also talk a little bit about our next episode. Because oh. when this is airing, people are going to want to know what's next, guys. Well, we're going to start a new kind of, this isn't going to be an every, we're going to be doing our normal interview stuff, but this 
we're going to start doing because fans have requested it. That's right. It's not something that I'm really into doing, but we've been requested to do it. So what yeah. are we doing? And we're going to be doing more of it. I already have a few lined up. I'll tell oh, you God. about it. <laughs> but uh, ranking the franchises. And we started, of course, the biggest one. Everybody wants to hear what we think of the Halloween franchise. And mm -hmm. boy, you're going to find out. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> for better yeah, we or for worse. We recorded that. And, uh, done. And who is it that, uh, do, should we announce who it is that, that we're doing it with? Feel free. We're doing it with uh, Mr. Zach Myers. From uh, uh, um, what was that? Uh, that was my cat floating. <laughs> I looked in the away air. for a second and I saw something pulled out of frame. <laughs> that was my cat floating in the air. Uh -huh. uh, Zach Myers, a guitarist from Shinedown, yeah. is uh, is going to be joining us for the whole time. Zach is a huge Halloween fan aficionado, massive, uh, and he joined us for a really long session and we had the best time and laughed so hard and really got into it and he was great. So he's joining us on the next episode or two. I think we might be splitting two. I think we're um, gonna have to break it up into two. It's, you gotta break it, it into it's two. It's like, yeah. well, that's another question I'd like to ask you guys. How do you feel about that? You know, we've been going back and forth. Are episodes too long? You know, are they too short? You know, we were kind of feeling they were maybe too long, but then we started getting comments from people saying they're too short. I don't know. I mean, I kind of feel like the hour, just a little above an hour is a good running time. I don't know. You guys let us know what you think. Yeah, let us know because uh, we're putting that together. Sean's putting that together and uh, and uh, it's it's good. And we rank the, the Halloween franchise from 78 all the way up to 2018. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, a lot of opinions and a lot of uh, a lot of jaw dropping in this yeah. episode. It's pretty good and yeah. uh, it, it's good stuff. So uh, uh, tune in for that. We did go see the new Bill and Ted. I didn't love it the first time I saw it. I watched it again when I got home, where I could see it better and hear it better, and I enjoyed it more on second viewing. Mm -hmm. You were distracted at the drive-in. Well, there was uh, also for, this for, guy for... right in front of us that yeah. had his brake lights on almost the yeah. entire movie. It was driving us nuts, especially yeah. you. It was driving yeah. you nuts. And the reason I didn't get out and yell at him is because I think it was the director of the film. <laughs> I think so too, yeah. I almost <laughs> did it. I almost walked up and knocked on the window and went, dude, with the fucking brake lights, turn them off. Yeah. They're right in my face for the fact, for the half the movie. What was weird is like the first half of the movie, they were fine. We went to the uh, Mission Tiki drive-in theater it was uh, fun. We got the, we went and had barbecue. Well, we went oh. record shopping. Yeah, record Rhino shopping. Records, which we'll talk about. Which we'll talk about. Then we went and had amazing barbecue at was it Joey's? Joey's barbecue in Claremont. Claremont or Mont amazing Claremont. I think uh, it's Joey's Claremont. barbecue. It was so good. We sat outside. It was lovely. It was a lovely day. And then we went to the drive-in. We were we got good placement. We were in there early. They showed the first Bill and Ted, which was always fun to see, even though we've seen it a billion times. And then I had a hot flash. Yeah, it was weird because apparently I'm going through menopause. Yeah, it happened. <laughs> but uh, I was I was on I I suddenly. I think it might have been the sodium and the barbecue, like the meat, because I don't eat a lot of red meat. And so we, I had a big giant hunk of red meat at the barbecue. And so I think my sodium level went through. I almost had a heart attack. I swear to God, I was this close, Sean. I was this close from going, 
I, I think I might need to go to the hospital. Like I was, I was this close. Like I thought wow. I was going to die. I was, I got so hot and I was dripping wet, like dripping wet. And I sat through the first movies, just like holding it, like just going. And then I just remember like towards the end of the first movie, I went, I got, I got out of the bathroom. I got to get out of here. Yeah. I had to get out of the car and like get some air and go put, and I got a bottle of, of cold water. <laughs> Yeah. putting it on my neck and on my wrist and shit i don't know what the hell happened man i was losing my mind yeah that it was, was embarrassing and you was kept all... going are you okay <laughs> <laughs> and then and then I, I was i was like yeah i mean that was also a little distracting as well <laughs> <laughs> a little bit then we got to watch the new one and yeah uh, it was fun. It was entertaining. I, I wasn't crazy about it, to be honest with you. Um, I wasn't either at first. I enjoyed it. I love Dennis the Robot. It's the best thing in the movie. Yeah. Um, I think my biggest criticism and what I've heard a lot of people saying is that the Keanu, I don't know if that's a conscious choice, the way he played the character, but mm -hmm. Alex Winter nailed it was yeah. exact. Yeah. But Keanu seemed like he didn't know how to play the character anymore. It was, you know how... Keanu always has this kind of look of wonderment all the time and like, whoa. Yeah, that's and gone. It's gone. And it's like this <laughs> look of confusion constantly. Yeah. Oh, Very serious. Oh, yeah. Very, it, it felt like I was watching John Wick do Bill and Ted. Like it. Yeah. Because I'm such a huge John Wick fan. Me Maybe too, that's yeah. what it is. But I'm like, I don't, I don't, what, what's he doing? <laughs> I don't I mean, know. God that, bless him. I like Keanu Reeves, but yeah, me too. And that really took me out of the movie the way yeah. he was playing it but yeah we went record shopping beforehand we went to rhino records and we're, we're going to share with you some of the stuff we got what what did you pick up that day what did i get yeah. i was all over the place that day because i was so excited to be mm -hmm. in rhino and i knew that we were kind of limited in time you know ish. Yeah. so i was all over the place grabbing stuff because i have a list of, of vinyl that uh stephanie and i have made over a while that i have a list like things you're looking for stuff i'm looking for stuff okay. i just want to get it doesn't have to be original stuff just records i would like to you know albums so i got uh here's my first one i got i got devo i got some, some you devo. picked that up that day i did oh is that the one that has the poster in it yeah this is the this is the uh yeah you know what's funny is i saw I a guy looking at that and he I opened it. it up and pulled the poster out and he put it yeah. back and I walked away and I came back to look for it and it was gone. You had oh, it? I had it. That's funny. <laughs> I, I, shit, I was like, oh, yeah. fuck, he bought that. Yeah, I got the Devo. Because I couldn't awesome. remember if mine had the poster in it or not. This has the poster in it. Yeah. I got, uh, I also got the Ramones Road to Ruin. Nice. Gotta have, gotta have, I love me some Ramones, man. I love mm -hmm. me some Ramones. I got me uh, some Beastie Boys, Paul's Boutique. Their best record, in my opinion. It's amazing record. So, yeah. DC Boys Ball. Uh, I also got um, the Beatles. I got me some Beatles. Please, please me. I like early Beatles a lot. I like all Beatles, but for whatever reason, I love early Beatles. I, I have a thing. I got me Miles Davis. Mm -hmm. Kind of blue. You got to have that. Why I don't already own it, I don't know. I got I the Christ Christine soundtrack. I own that. Yeah. Which is, uh, that's a gooder. I got uh, Ray Charles, what I'd say. Some early, early Ray Charles. I love you are some Ray all Charles. over the place. All uh, over the place, man. Which I, is I, cool. I, I mean, shows you have variety. And, of and I also got a 
a good friend of mine picked up something for me, mm -hmm. um, which um, I love. I got me some. Oh, wow. Look, look at, at that. that. Right. And it's signed. Signed Coupe DeVille's record from Nick Castle. Wow. There, look at that. Yeah. So, uh, gee, somebody so, must be really like you. He, he, I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. But yeah, I got me uh, Coop DeVille's John Carpenter, Nick Castle, Tom Lee Wallace. I don't think there's a lot of these made, are there? How many? 150. 150. That's it. And I got me one signed by Nick Castle from my my good buddy, Sean Clark, right there, everybody. who. Well, so I mean, those those are my record finds this week. I had help from Nick, obviously. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I mean, it, it was it was his copy, so it's a dual gift from Nick and I. That's that's pretty great. Thank you. That was so. I picked awesome. up some stuff at Rhino as well. Let's I, let's see it. I got you a get? sealed sealed copy of Get Crazy soundtrack. Sealed. Mm. I haven't opened it yet. Mm -hmm. you know, it's got Sparks and Ramones and Lou Reed and Marshall Crenshaw, even a song from Malcolm McDowell. That's got to be a gooder. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I picked up, uh, this is my favorite Gary Newman album, The Pleasure Principle. And this is a uh, special edition of like first recordings. It's demos, some like uh, outtakes, BBC session tapes. I picked that up. That's really his, his best album. It is. I, mean, I picked up this uh, sealed copy. That's like, I got home with this and they was like, you really need another copy of that album? <laughs> a sealed copy of Motley Crue's Too Fast for Love, the Electra version. But what makes this special, as if you can see uh, right there, it's the Columbia House edition. Mm. And I know you're like, but I'm that nerdy. I need... The, it, the, a Columbia House edition is rare because those sure. are the ones, if you were a part of the Columbia House Club, that you'd get them directly from them. So it's a special pressing, I guess. That's pretty cool. But then the following Friday was Record Store Day. So I went to Porta Sound and uh, Costa Mesa because they had a couple Record Store Day specials that came out that were limited ones. Ace Frehley's Trouble Walking. Nice. Pick that up. <laughs> Um, I also picked up, uh, they had a special. Cause he is trouble. He has trouble walking. He, he has trouble walking. He has trouble walking. Ace yeah. has trouble walking. <laughs> I got, uh, they had a special record day edition army of darkness. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, huh. picked that up. And then I ran across the street to target cause I've gone to like eight targets trying to find this best of the go-go's. Oh yeah. That's a good one. And it's on, uh, it's on sea glass colored vinyl. Oh, very cool. I was a little disappointed that I thought that their new song Club Zero was going to be on this, but No, it's no, no, no. That's that's a that's an older greatest hits. I mean, it might be an older greatest hits, but they Target just released it as exclusive colored vinyl. Oh, okay. Then yesterday, Jesus. I went to some antique stores. You can see I have a new little guy right there from the 80s, the Motionette Frankenstein. Yeah. I, I replaced my uh, hostess lamp with that guy. He's a little more fitting. But I went by uh, Mr. C's records in Orange, and I picked up the soundtrack. That's a good one. But got home and realized I already own it. <laughs> <laughs> so I have an extra Piranha soundtrack. Well, you'll just have to give it to me. 
or it'll be in my next auction. We'll see. Oh, fine. Oh, okay. I don't want it. See, I can't even get free ship from. Actually, I did get free ship. Yeah, from you so never buy. <laughs> <laughs> I got something else. What'd you get? I got my mask. I my 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 oh. mummy. Look. Yeah, bring them forward. Finish. I did. Oop. I did. Uh, I sculpted and made my my new mask. My mummy mask. That is cool. Man, this is the black and gray kind of kind of grayish version it glows in the dark i saw that that's cool and it's super cool i've already sold this oh nice i've sold like two of them already and i'm super excited that's cool but uh um, can you say what you're selling them for is there a set price or are you just people i'd rather i'd rather not if you okay. if you're interested hit me up yeah uh, and i'll let you know fifty dollars that guy's ever spent <laughs> uh, but yeah all you know sculpted by me painted by me and i'm super excited it's super fun i'm doing more masks now but um this one's the first one i just finished recently and i'm excited so he's gonna live here this 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 guy's going somewhere this guy's going to ohio another guy the other one went to illinois the other one was the green purpley one the halloween oh. painted one yeah oh, okay i love the design Thanks. It was supposed to be like kind of old school 60s haunted mansion-y kind of vibe. So I picked up one other thing. What'd you get? Got the new Oliver Stone book, Chasing oh, Light. I heard about that. Got the signed edition. Oh, wow. Yeah. Very cool. I don't know about that guy. I, I'm interested in reading this because he's an odd dude. He's an odd dude. I'm on the fence about him. I mean, I'm a fan of his work. I mean, I right. love his, I love Wall Street. I love uh, Platoon. Uh, Platoon. I, I mean, I love his writing. Midnight Express is one Midnight of my Express favorites. Midnight Express is one of my favorites. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. And of course, he wrote Scarface too, right? Um, are you going to read that? Or is I, it going to Eventually, sit? Gonna... I will. <laughs> yes. Eventually, I will. I'm getting a lot of people asking me where they can send us questions because you know, I think some people were like, well, you're asking questions of Nick Castle and Adrian Barbeau, and how do I participate? The best thing to do, as I would say on our current episode, whatever our most current episode is, if you leave a comment or a question on our most current episode, then we'll, we'll get to it like, on the next one. Exactly. This guy, Bob Hood, actually sent me the question on my Facebook page, which you can do also, I guess. Um, he said, uh, Chris was talking about George Romero's The Living Dead book. Have either of you read zombie book Day by Day Armageddon? And if so, what did you think? I have not. It's, um, I haven't read that. I haven't even heard of it. I would like to, uh, I will look into it. This is the first I've heard of it as well. So Bob, no, we have not. No, we have not. Well, feel free but to Bob, send Chris a copy. I, send me a copy and I'll <laughs> read it and give you my review. There but you no, go. I'll look into it. I like me a good book, man. I'm not. Okay. Boogeyman Ben. Hi, Ben. Another fantastic episode. James Jude Courtney is on my bucket list of horror celebrities to meet. His portrayal of the shape is amazing in Halloween 2018. Wow. I know he mentioned during the episode that his primary reference for how to play the character was taking inspiration from Nick Castle. It makes total sense since this was omitting the other sequels, but there was one part of the film where I felt he had moves of Dick Warlock, my favorite Myers performance. And it was during the long continuous shot where Michael goes from one house to the other causing carnage. That is my favorite scene in the film. Hats off to you both. You guys are the best. Looking forward to part two of Mr. Courtney's episode. So no question, just the comment that he likes James' work. I'm sure James appreciates it, Ben. And thank you for watching. And you're about to see part two. And I'm and sure believe, Dick doesn't appreciate it because you said you like Dick Warlock better. 
Wow. <laughs> well, people are always on the fence, man. Nick or Dick? What do you like better? Nick do you or like Dick? the Nick or do you like the Dick? Do you like Nick or do you like Dick? All right, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sawyer Smoke. 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 S-M-O-A-K. Smock. I don't, question for Chris, if it hasn't been discussed already, when you were designing the hero mask for Halloween 2018, did you have a specific image you were going for, or did it morph into something completely different from what you originally had in mind? Wow, that's a good question. Thank you, Mr. Smoke. Um, I actually kind of know the answer to this. Do you? You tell me the answer then. Well, you sent me a picture <laughs> of you sculpting, and there was a particular picture sitting there that mm-hmm. you were looking at while you were doing it. But mm-hmm. you tell me what it, it was. It was a combo. I, I had a vision in my head. I had a look, uh, you know, like I, like I always say, you start out with a vision and a thought and an idea. And then, you know, in a film, other people, director has a vision and producers have a vision and you have your vision. And so you all try to come together and find a common uh, ground to make that stew taste good with all those different ingredients. And so... Um, I did. I had a thought about what it should look like. I purposely did want it to look kind of, I mean, I certainly wanted to look as close to the original as I could, but taking into account the context of the story. And I also like the idea of it kind of morphing between part one and part two, because I like the way it looks in part two on Dick. And I like the way it looks on Nick. But uh, uh, it, it's it was kind of... Um, that idea and i knew that i was going to make it change kind of slightly throughout the filming because it was my attempt of going you know back when the original came out you didn't know anything about it you didn't know where that mask came from or how it was made or who was in it or you didn't know anything and that's added to the mystery of it all and that's one of my biggest pet peeves about movies nowadays is you know who made it, how they made it. It's all behind the scenes. Who's in it. There's interviews. There's like, you know, too much information. So I, I wanted to constantly change the look of it throughout the film a little bit. So you still had a subliminal ever morphing look to it that you could somehow maybe project what you're feeling or thinking or seeing onto it uh, like a screen. So I, I don't know if I really accomplished that, unfortunately, but I tried. And so well, I think yeah. you did because it's made all the Myers nerds go crazy <laughs> debating <laughs> over, well, that's just light and shadow. And he did this and that's a yeah. different mask. And blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we changed it to, you know, Michael Simmons, the, the amazing director of photography, you know, we owe a lot to that guy for, for making that mask look like what it looked like on screen and and changing too you know we talked about let's let's change it here let's change it there let's put some you know so we just wanted it to kind of morph but still have some kind of solid foundation to it so yeah i had a vision but then it you know it did it did kind of take a lot on a life of its own based on notes and things like that and also how we shot so hopefully that answers your question andrew thompson said another cracking episode guys I honestly can't wait until the next one. Just the most entertaining podcast around. Whoa, this is a long one. I know you both often have stories about cinema assholes, which here in the UK, I've never had. That's because people in the UK, Brits are polite. Yeah. Unlike Americans. Yeah. Americans are assholes. Yeah. Uh, however, on my first visit to the States in 2002, I was in Florida. And one day the heat was so unbearable that my wife and I decided 
to have some time out of the sun and go see a movie and a nice big air-conditioned cinema. I think this is going to go sour. <laughs> <laughs> that movie was Panic Room, which I was really stoked about seeing early as it wasn't due out in the UK for a while. I just wasn't prepared for the US cinema experience of clapping and shouting when a great scene was happening. I was literally like, what the fuck is all this about? <laughs> <laughs> it really did sour my first big US cinema outing. A few nights later, we decided to go see Jason X on opening Ooh. night, thinking our first experience might just have been a one-off. Boy, were we wrong. It was even friggin' worse. Anyhow, on our final cinema, of that visit, we saw The Rookie with Dennis Quaid in a small cinema. And in celebration to our surprise, people didn't shout and clap. They just enjoyed the movie as we did. Well, it's but, The Rookie. What are you going to yeah. show? <laughs> Third time, Lucky's a charm. Keep up the great work. Yeah, so in short, Americans are... Obnoxious. Obnoxious, obnoxious titled books. douchebags. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people don't know this, but you know, when you're in the States and you're going movie going... There are different types of theaters you can go to. Like yeah. me personally, I, I and call me a snob, whatever the fuck you want to call me, I don't care. But I like to go to movie theaters that are catered to movie goers and people that love movies. So you tend to get a crowd that doesn't talk or clap or phone or this and that. One, you know, two theaters come to mind is Alamo Draft House, which is yeah. which is very strict on that kind of stuff and also it's a great chain uh theater and the arc light yeah i knew is, those is, were the two you were gonna one. say yeah so you go to those two theaters and you get much much less of that stuff if you go to an amc theater or a i don't know i don't even know what the other ones are regal. i would never regal i wouldn't i would you i wouldn't be caught dead in one of those theaters yeah like i i, I wouldn't go because i would well, i would lose my mind here in orange county I don't have the the luxury of Alamo or Arclight. I'd have to drive up to LA for that, you know. Mm -hmm. There is a new, it's called Cinopolis, mm. which I think they have them in LA as well. What it is, is they have the big reclining chairs. They have yeah. people like the Alamo, they serve food. Yeah, um, there's one in uh, Pasadena. Yeah. yeah, so the thing that's cool about that is it's really expensive. I mean, first off, like a movie tickets, like 25 bucks a person or whatever. It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, you know, one row is like eight people. And that, yeah. so I think the whole theater probably holds 60 people. I mean, yeah. so you less chance of assholes. And usually somebody who's going to pay that much to go to a movie wants to enjoy it. And you're not right. going to deal with kids, teens yeah. that are yeah. just going to be stupid. Let's go to a movie, bro. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So we tend I, that, to go to those. Yeah, I'll pay the money. I'll pay that extra exactly. money for that. I, I, I think the Mission Tiki thing, people go there. They Most of those movies, everyone has seen a thousand times. It's but not they were doing it new. during the new Bill and Ted. They were. That, that was just stupid. I yeah. don't know. People just need to be heard all the time. You know, they just, I, guess. I don't know. It's a, that's another get off my lawn moment. Yeah. Shut the fuck up and watch the movie. Eat your popcorn. It's my, Around the Fur Breton says, this was the best episode to date. Wow. Simply amazing to hear all James break down of his involvement into the franchise. That was so cool. And Sean's take on how he got Nick involved. James is one cool cat. I'm sure James will appreciate that. And thank you for uh, taking the time to the uh, uh, best show yet, huh? That's what he said. Best show yet. Wow. The one you're about to watch now is, go is going to be good. 
But I think the next one, the ranking one, yeah. is gonna it's yeah. gonna either get us in trouble or <laughs> yeah. Yeah. or uh Yeah, my I'm 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 over after the next one. I'm done. Yeah. He's out of the business. <laughs> out of the business. <laughs> I'm gonna piss a lot of people off. Variety headline. Academy Award winning special <laughs> effects artist kills career. <laughs> kills career on shitty YouTube show. <laughs> The Boogeyman is Coming says, oh boy, the show is scary. great, not nearly long enough, but still great. I relate a lot with Mr. Nelson. I have no, no free shit to send you, but if I could, I would. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> so he relates. Thank you. He doesn't get free shit. Pay it forward, you know, be kind. You know yeah. what I mean? I took the, I took my, uh, not that I'm giving it to them, but I took, you know, the Sugar Mint Gallery that does the, Haddonfield, you know, Halloween art exhibit every, you know, September, October, mm -hmm. and they're great people, you know, took my full size Michael Myers display over there. Um, I'm not charging them for it. I'm not, you know, trying to get anything out of it. Just trying to pay it forward. Be nice people, fans, friends. Mm -hmm. We're all helping each other out. Thomas That's... Bennett. Thomas Tom, Bennett. how's it going, Tom? Says, love the podcasts. I have some guest suggestions. Tommy Lee Wallace, oh. Dick Warlock, John Carpenter, Jamie Lee Curtis, Tom Atkins, just to name a few. Love you guys. Keep up the good work. Never heard of any of those people, but I'll look into them. We should, we I will should look, look them, them up. I'm going to Google them. See if, yeah, I will Google them as well. See, see if they're worthy of being their on work. See if they're worthy of being on our Kraken show. Yeah. Kraken show. <laughs> Chris Snyder says, I have to say, I really enjoy your guys' show, exclamation mark. You work so well with each other. The show itself is entertaining, informative, and passionate. One of my favorite aspects is that is just chill and hanging out. Makes me feel like part of the show watching it. So thank you, Chris and Sean, for bringing us this show. Well, you know what? Uh, thank you, Chris Snyder. And so what have you been up to, Chris Snyder? Trying to make him feel like he's part of the show. Like no, no, I was listening back. to Chris Schneider talk. Oh, you asked uh, him. Was I talking over Chris Schneider? My bad. You just interrupted him. He was just he was just about to tell us. You asked him a question. He started responding, and you. I'm a you can't do that to, I'm, to I'm, Chris Schneider. Nobody does that to Chris Schneider. Nobody. Live free or die. Ooh, he's back. I'm surprised that your guys' numbers aren't higher. Me too. That's yeah. the real Me Too movement. Me Too. Me Too. <laughs> I'm sure that with time, horror fans will find you. Geek question. What was your favorite childhood toy or toys? Mm. Is there a toy out there that you want that you haven't gotten yet? Stay safe, guys. And you know I love the show. First thing that comes to my mind, childhood toys were Mego figures. I loved all the Mego superhero and Kiss, you know, Migo did the Kiss, the first Kiss figures. Um, I had those. Uh, I was a big, I loved those Migo figures. I don't know why they seemed so magical to me. I think it was because they were the first superhero figures that you could ever get. Really, you remember the first ones you saw, the ones that made you excited? Because I know there was the Planet of the Apes ones. There was I, I think it was, it, was, it was Batman, and they had one, a version where his mask came off. Mm. 
so I had that. It was Batman, Robin, you know, the Human Torch from Fantastic Four. Iron Man was a was a was a find. Uh, I, I loved all those Mego toys. I don't know why they just seem so magical to me. And and the Kiss Mego and the Six Million Dollar Man figure, which we talked. Oh, and the Evil Knievel. Oh yeah. You know, wind up thing. Those I was I was big into action. Still am into action figures, but that's where my head goes. Is there anything? that you're looking for that you'd like to add to the collection? I would love to have all those Mego things. I don't have them. You don't have any Migos at all? I have none. I'm not, Sean's a, 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 like a collector. Sean's a collector, like he's a professional collector. I, I would like to be in theory, but I'm always a either talked out of it or, <laughs> or, or just don't have the room or I don't know what, you know, I, I, I don't know, but I would like to get Mego stuff. I think that that would make me happy. Yeah. Okay. How about you? Boy, favorite toy. That's tough. I don't know. I don't know if I could pin it down to a favorite. As far as ones I'm still looking for, there's always a bunch that I'm 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 looking for. I wouldn't mind having a Stretch Armstrong in the box, mm -hmm. an original. Um, I I mentioned I was looking for a Maskatron. Oh, Maskatron. I'd like to get a mint Maskatron. I'd like in the a box. Maskatron. Oh. Okay, here's a couple I have been looking for. Um, the original Tomy Tron light cycles. I have hmm. one. I, I don't remember which color I think. I think I have the red one. I'd have to go look. But I'm looking. They made three colors. And I'm, I do want to get all three. I used to be into this Japanese superhero show called uh, Kikaider. Oh, yeah. I love Kikaider. I'm actually going to make a Kikaider mask because I, I, and I used to have these vinyl figures about that tall that from Japan of Kikaider and the villains and stuff. Those I wish I had too, still. I, I, I love that. And you bring up Kikaider and nobody knows what the fuck I'm talking about. And yeah. I have them on, I have the show on DVD. It was great. It was this guy who plays guitar and then he turns into Kikaider, you know, kind of along the lines of Ultraman and stuff. This was, you know, before Power Rangers, all that shit though. Yeah, I, I was a huge Shogun Warriors fan. Oh yeah, and I have I have almost all of them. I really? think I I have I had I had the I had Mazinga. Is it great Mazinga? Yeah, yeah. I have all the big ones. Yeah, and because uh, I believe there's six or seven of the large mm. ones. Mm. Well, then there's Godzilla and Rodan. I have those too. But there's a few specific ones I'm missing on the die cast ones. Mm -hmm. I think I'm missing the Raiden uh, mm. two and one that changes. I have the Geiking that changes into the skull. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's cool. Dude, there's yeah, so, I don't mind those. Like I said, I went where I picked up that guy. I went to these antique stores. Uh, I go to antique stores looking for old toys. And, you know, there, there were so many things yesterday I almost bought. Like, ah, but do I need that? Do I have the space for that? Oh, what am I going to do with that? You know, mm -hmm. like that guy was kind of an impulse buy. Right. And he's got a cool little background motion now while I'm talking. I got this little dude That's doing nice. his thing. That's good. And this, another one thing that did pop in my mind about a childhood toy, I would mm -hmm. probably never buy it because it's ridiculous. Why would I, where would I put it? But one of my favorite things when I was a kid was, do you remember the green machine? Yeah. The, it was like a, it had, it was like a big wheel, mm -hmm. but it didn't have a steering, it didn't have a steering wheel. You, but it had levers. You, steered you could it with go the in like a circle and stuff. Yeah. On you steered it, stuff, it with the yeah. levers because the yeah. back turned, looked like this. And then yeah. you pull it and you could skid out and spin. 
Yeah. I love I that. The green machine and the big wheel. I could never have one mm. for two reasons. A, we were too poor. And B, I was a giant, large child. <laughs> and my friend had a <laughs> my friend had a big wheel and I tried to ride his. Uh-huh. I was so jealous. And I bottomed it out. Like I couldn't ride Ooh. it because it it dragged. I was a big kid. I was a yeah. big giant. I was husky. Yeah. So I couldn't have those and I missed out on those. So yeah, somehow I was able to swing a a green machine. And I actually wow. have a picture of me ruining it in the swimming pool when I'm like six years old. Like I, I, I pulled it into the swimming pool. And if you remember those big plastic wheels, they'd have yeah. holes in them and then it's filled with water and then you're totally yeah, screwed. You're done. Yeah. yeah. Anastasia Garrett says, love what you guys are doing. You're the three chords and the truth for horror fans. Wow. And there's something here for everyone. I've watched every episode and I'm never disappointed. Thanks wow. for bringing my smile back. I've missed it. I'm really hoping we get to hear the aggressive James story from the after hours from the after hours party in, at Crypticon in Kansas City in part two. Well, you're gonna get to hear it. Did we cover that? Yeah, it's in this. Okay. It's in the second part. Okay, good. <laughs> I don't remember doing it, but I got yeah, okay, we did. Now I remember. Okay, yeah. good. Wow, Anastasia, that was really nice. That was really... Yeah, I mean, you know, guys, I mean, we joke around a lot and we're silly guys. And But when you guys say stuff like that, you know, it, it really does mean a lot to us. And, and, we, really we, and we appreciate it and we're glad you're watching and we appreciate yeah. you watching. And uh, I'm grateful that we can bring a smile to someone's face. So... Yeah, it really, I I said that the other day when I was kind of reviewing the last episode and watching it, which is hard because I hate to see or hear myself, but reading the comments. I I actually put a piece of paper over your square when I'm watching. (laughs) (laughs) You and everybody else who watches the show. But anyway, reading the comments, really, I, I said this the other night, just the other night I went, wow, I can't tell you how happy it makes me to read these nice comments and, and, and the little bit of joy or happiness that we, that we, that we uh, bring to the people that watch it. It's, it's really is awesome. Like I'm a rich man for that. So, uh, so thank you. Nick Antonelli said, great episode, fellas, big gold thumbs up, huge fan of all involved in this episode, but huge thanks to you, Sean and you, Chris, for doing what you are doing and keeping us fans updated and entertained. Oh, thanks, thanks dude. Again. Another nice, another nice. Uh, I did get a kind of uh, a negative comment. I, I saw it on, it popped up on an older episode, like, because, you know, people can still comment on the older episode. Sure. Although we're only really referencing the comments from the last episode. Sure. Somebody made a comment about that I should grow facial hair because I looked like a middle aged lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't enjoy that. I one. didn't read that one. Where did that show up? It's on there somewhere. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I must not be getting all the comments because if I'd have read that, I'd have, I'd have it texted might, you. It might have been on one of my other videos. It could have been oh, on Horizontal Grounds. I don't know. Oh, that's a good one. Kelsey Solom said, "Do you think Malcolm McDowell could be a possible guest now that Clockwork Orange has been talked about?" Uh, I'm going to say probably not. I don't know Malcolm 
personally met him several times he probably won't i know him pretty well he's actually in my kitchen making fajitas right now yeah anybody won't do it they won't do it no um let's see cody yates another great episode i love the get off my lawn stuff i can so relate cody yates love you cody thanks bobby meek says gentlemen Great episode. The smash cut of Beaker popping in when Sir Chris was telling his Oscar win story was one of the funniest edits I've ever seen. Had to pause the show while I finished laughing like a twat. Or a twat, not a twat. A twat. <laughs> right, uh, right question to you both. I, Bobby's clearly British. Right, right question for you both. That's probably how he said it. What movie really freaked you out after watching it? For me, it was the dark walk home after seeing Blair Witch Project when it opened here in England many moons ago. Yeah, he is British. Great show as always, guys. Take care. Can't wait for the next one. There's Yeah, there's a couple that really freaked me out. Blair mm -hmm. Witch being one of them. I got a good Blair Witch story, but you go ahead and hmm. tell, tell me yours. It's so funny about Blair Witch, not to go on a Blair Witch tip. I don't get that movie at all. It didn't. I, I, well, I saw that movie in the theater the weekend it came out. I was in San Francisco working mm. on Bicentennial Man. I think it was Bicentennial Man. I was, or maybe Sphere. I was doing a movie in San Francisco and that weekend that came out and I had heard so much, there was so much hype about that movie. And I was so excited. So I went by myself down downtown San Francisco uh, and saw the movie. And I walked out of there going, you gotta be fucking kidding me like i was so disappointed i didn't get it at all like i didn't find it scary interesting well, i here, was like really dude my um, my my experience was completely opposite but here's why i went to a fango convention in la and somebody gave me a videotape and said dude you gotta see this thing called the blair witch project dude it's real and I'm like, what? That's <laughs> now. No, this is before the hype, right? I'd never. That's how I'd, they got the hype. That was. I never heard. Yeah, they were. So somebody gave me a bootleg of it. Mm -hmm. I went home, watched it by myself in the dark, mm -hmm. and it freaked the shit out of me because I thought wow. it was. I thought it was a real. I thought it was real footage. Really, dude, that movie scared the. Sh I was like, holy shit! And then when I found out it was all <laughs> fake, I was like, okay, yeah, whatever. I still think it was fairly effective, but, but going in with the mindset that this is some weird, like, you know, right. bootleg video that, you know, yeah. it yeah. freaked me out. It didn't occur to you at the end of the movie or even during the movie, who, who got these tapes and cut it together? Well, somebody, yeah, they said they found the footage. They found their, their right, but it was all really. It was cut together, like it was edited. Well, yeah, well, some, edited. well, somebody had. Well, yeah, somebody <laughs> would take the footage and put it together to have it have, you know. have a story. Yeah, it makes no sense. I'm one of those guys, though. <laughs> you're gullible. If you're gonna, no, no, I'm not gullible. <laughs> but I'm, I'm one of those guys. If you're gonna tell me, hey, this house is haunted. I right. want to believe it. Right, you want it to be. Honest. I'm gonna yeah. go. I'm yeah. gonna go in there and yeah. hope I see a ghost. Right. Yeah. I'm yeah. not scared of it, but right. I'm. I'm gonna try to convince myself it's real because I want to be scared. So it, it just worked. It it worked for me. Got it. Now, as far as movies that you know, I saw that freaked me out. I remember leaving the theater Westminster Mall after seeing Amityville Horror and being totally freaked out. There was a specific yeah, thing that cool. happened. We were leaving the theater 
at like midnight. The mall had been closed for hours. The parking lot, giant mall parking lots, totally empty. And we're walking to our car, which is way in the distance all by itself. Cause you know, we were some of the only people in the theater. It was like me, my two friends and their, and their mom who had taken us. And all of a sudden this van barrels by us at full speed, jamming through the parking lot. And at the end of the movie, they're escaping the house in a van. And it was just this weird coincidence that <laughs> right, I yeah. friggin' like, ah, oh, shit! You know, yeah, like the yeah. movie was continuing right there in front of me. That freaked yeah. me out. I was also extremely freaked out when I got home after seeing Alien because I was mm -hmm. so freaked that something was going to pop out of my chest. Yeah, yeah. And then I was absolutely, I've never been more terrified in my life when I saw Trilogy of Terror. Uh, oh, right. <laughs> the, the doll. Yeah. This guy right here. Yeah, you know, I mean that freaked the shit out of me. You know. Yeah. Do you have one from a child childhood that like? You... Oh yeah, I have a few. I mean, well, I told the Halloween story. Halloween freaked me out because yeah. I saw Halloween when it came out in theater. Jaws. And to, obviously, and nobody could go in the water after Jaws. Jaws. Yeah, but then I walked home from Halloween for two miles through the woods from the theater at night. Freaked me out. Um, Jaws definitely freaked me out. I saw it the summer it came out, you know, in California, mm -hmm. you know, that weekend, go to the beach. And it's like, Dude, fuck, fuck that those, noise. I'm not all those uh, water movies, Piranha freaked me out. Yeah, Piranha Humanoids from yeah. the Deep freaked me out. Humanoids from the Deep freaked me out. Amityville Horror freaked me out. Alien freaked me out. There's a lot. I mean, back in that time. Yeah. You know, that was. I, I wish I could get that feeling. Again. Oh, me too. Oh, God. Yeah. I you mean, know, The Exorcist freaked me out. You know, the yeah. exorcist freaked me out a lot. Not because of the religious stuff, because I'm not, I was never religious or anything. Mm -hmm. Just the fact that, you know, you're like the, the whole possessed bed thing getting into you and all that stuff. Uh, there's a lot. Yeah. I mean, there's so many back in that time, the 70s. 70s was a big freaked out decade, man. It was creepy on every front and had the best movies. I can't think of anything in a long time that freaked me out but that's not the question but yeah, yeah. those movies freaked me out yeah. richie drums richie drums says get off my lawn moment is when i see people eating food at the movies popcorn and candy is cool but when you have a steak and sides at the movie it's just dumb how can you pay attention to the movie when you're cutting your steak and shoveling mashed potatoes in your mouth a stupid just eat before or after the film. If somebody brings that kind of shit to the theater, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but if you're at a theater like the one I was talking about earlier where they serve dinner, where you can order a meal, then yeah, that's what you're there for. Uh, but I, I get what you're saying. And usually they bring the food out, you order it before the movie starts, you're getting it like during the credits, I mean, during mm -hmm. the trailers. Mm -hmm. So I'm usually done with my food in the first 10 minutes of the movie so i can really lock in and focus but right. i hear what you're saying i'm i'm with him on that though i mean but i'm i'm a i'm a hypocrite in that i have you know alamo mm -hmm. you you can order a pizza and burgers and all that stuff and i've done it but i'm with him on this though kind of because popcorn great candy great i'll even give you a soft pretzel i started having a hard time when some guy next to me's got a hot dog with ketchup and mustard and relish oh, and all I smell. The onions, the and, onion. and the onion. And I can't watch the movie because the stench of the food is 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 
overpowering it. Like I'm, I'm with you on that, man. Obviously, people chewing with their mouths open, even oh. popcorn. Oh, but when you but, put the popcorn in your mouth, yeah, close your mouth before you should do it. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> put but it in. Close your mouth. Then here's chew. my biggest pet peeve: is the people that buy the candy and then they sit there. And oh, they're digging it, out. and you can. But yeah. they're digging into yeah. the fucking. Pour the goddamn Sour Patch Kids in your hand and eat. And eat them. Don't yeah. just keep fishing them out every time. No. You know. I know you're looking for the perfect fucking one. Yeah. Just. Oh, I'm with you on that. And there's your get off your lawn moment. Get off our lawn. All right. What does the pop say? Says. Question is for Chris. Is the oh. Myers mask dome display new or just the new camera angle uh question uh i get you actually answered him on the thing but go ahead and you know okay. explain because I, I uh it's not new it's always been on the show it's just since well not the first episode or two i was in a different room but since i've moved into this room it's always been on it's just been in a different place like yeah. usually it was back there but then i like to change it up if you notice i change it up a little bit hence the mummy is here now and that guy's back there and and myers is here now like i just like to change it up keep it interesting and also i thought if people are watching this more than likely they're halloween fans and they might like to have mr myers a little closer so they can enjoy the view a little more so he's he's always been there he's just just usually behind my giant pink head Question for Sean. Could you give us hints on next time you work with Scream slash Shout Factory? Love the show. Fun to listen. Watch while I'm doing overnights at work. Um, I have nothing in the works with Scream or Shout Factory. So until they call me and ask me to do something. I think Shout Factory should have us do some stuff for them. I, I even invited them to come on the show as guests. And they, did not, they did not reply. So I'm oh, guessing... Fine. Too busy? I, I guess that's that. Too busy, maybe. I don't know. Fine. Um, Brandon Hendricks. Sean, what's your favorite non-makeup kiss album? Myself, I'll go with Lick It Up. Well, we'll both answer this because we're both kiss fans. Do you have a favorite non-makeup album, Chris? Uh no, I was kind of out of it by then. I, I'm the makeup guy. Um, um uh, I guess lick it up. I don't know. Wait, what's the one after that? Animalize. Yeah, no. What's the one after that? Uh, Asylum. Yeah, no. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so for me, my favorite non-makeup album would probably be Revenge. It's heavier. Mm. Um, I really love Unholy. It's a great song. Mm -hmm. Domino is a great song. Mm -hmm. um, every time I was going to ask, is that the one with Domino on it, the ZZ Top ripoff song? Because uh, <laughs> it's sort of Lagrange ish a little bit. Oh, it's Lagrange ish. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> um, I think it also has God Gave Rock and Roll to You on it as well. You know, little mm -hmm. Bill and Ted's. Um, mm -hmm. It's a good album. Good album. Mm -hmm. there you go. But if I had to go. The next one would probably be Lick It Up. I would probably go Lick It Up. Yeah. Next. I'd say Lick It Up for me, only because that's the only one that I really 
listened to when they took the makeup off because I was like, oh, look at that. And I was very excited, even though, you know, I prefer the other version. But and then I listened to it. I was like, OK. And then then that was it. Then I was definitely out after that. Steven Binger. The Bingster. The Bingster. I'm He's so back. glad it's hump day. I get to enjoy this badass podcast. So that's that's how you people are going to enjoy their hump day now is with us. Thanks, Bing. Nikolai Berg says. Nikolai. Nikolai Berg. Love you guys. Great show. Chris Nelson is a genius. Cheers from Denmark. Denmark. So, wow, Denmark. So clearly, oh, uh, they Denmark. have low expectations in Denmark. <laughs> oh, <laughs> thank you, Denmark. Thank you, buddy. That's awesome. Hello, wow. Cleveland. <laughs> Denmark's my people. Yep. <laughs> they love those pasty white people in Denmark. They do. Yeah. <laughs> Halloween Daily News. Oh. Says, hi. love it. I was taking notes. Good stuff. I think yeah, Halloween Daily News. Uh, Matt, that, Matt Art. Thanks, man. Thanks yeah. for uh, checking it out. It's not, nice to have uh, friends. Yeah, no, he's a good guy. I like him yeah. and his wife. And they're, I like they're, they're yeah. good people. See him at the good cons. people. Yeah, they're really good people, and they have a, a great website. Website, yeah. super cool. So Bernie Maddow says two. Well, now three of my favorite people in the same place. I guess he meant James Jude Courtney. Um. So he, he's happy with the, that last episode. And we'll be happy Excellent. with this one because you're going to yes. get a whole bunch of JJC all up in you. All up in you. Dr. Wolfenstein. Great episode. <laughs> How about getting Dick Warlock on here? That's a second request for that, Dick. Yeah. People want more Dick on this show. People really want Dick on this show. Yeah. We're good friends. I don't know mm -hmm. how computer savvy he or cat his wife are but i could reach out mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I mean, yeah maybe i will i'll, I'll see if the, if they would like to come on yeah get some dick in here man we, people oh, want some oh, oh, people want some dick oh, up in them. <laughs> people want some dick on this show and, and that if I, we can I'm get more dick in here, a lot get some dick in here. some dick up in here man <laughs> come on wow we're getting real inappropriate right now <laughs> that's um, the point that was the joke that's not the that point. there's anything wrong with that brendan Hendricks says since you mentioned the two times guy from goodfellas did you know that he wrote the song odyssey from kisses the elder now i i saw this post i had no idea dude i looked it up the, the guy has a music video the actor who was uh whatever jimmy two times that, oh you know, is it two get times the papers, get the papers, get the papers that guy papers, that actor wrote the song the odyssey and ah. has his own version and video it's on youtube no it is really bad oh. and, and but it just but it blows my mind that kiss would have heard this song mm -hmm. from this guy mm -hmm. and said yeah we need to redo that that's awesome that is great i love that story Sleep with the light on says Sean and Chris. What are your must-watch Halloween-themed movies to watch around Halloween outside of the Halloween franchise? Mm. I do have a go-to every year. I watch every year. What is Mad Monster Party? Oh yeah, you gotta have Mad Monster Party. Yeah, it's a list. The Rankin a... Bass classic. Yeah, Mad Monster Party is great. Nightmare Before Christmas always. 
I kind of tend that's to more of a Christmas, Christmas. Yeah, yeah, but but I I watch them both because I love that movie so much. I watch it once at Halloween, once at Christmas. Obviously, mm. uh, yeah, a Mad Monster Party is a good one. Um, I try to throw in Trick or Treat, the uh, uh-huh. Michael Doherty one, you know, with Sam, uh-huh. little Sam. I do like me Universal stuff, you know, Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, yeah. Creature of the Black Lagoon, Wolfman. Those are always great around halloween um yeah any of those old black and white yeah. kind of films are great yeah halloween type fiend without movies. a face and brain that wouldn't die and you know ah oh god i was i mean so we're in september around mid-september all the way through halloween i'm watching halloween horror movie you know every night it's it's a thing i already we already have halloween decorations up we've got candy that i'm eating a lot of Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. Oh, dude, I've been eating so much candy corn already. Yeah. Bad news. Yeah, I'm an M M&M, and peanut M and M's guy. Oof. Oh, I don't even buy those because if I do, they'll they're, they're gone, gone in and out. Put them in a jar. Yeah, and they're just gone. Gone. Daniel Caruso, he's back. Hey, fuck you. <laughs> Did you like the <laughs> that was a the great David guy. Caruso from that. Session Nine? I do. Uh, thanks for another awesome episode eight. Love you guys. And then he gave the horns. 410 Goodfella says, excellent choice, Sean. Goodfellas is my favorite movie. Yeah. Go figure. I just watched but, that the other night again. But damn you guys for ruining David Gordon Green's Halloween trilogy for me with Jimmy the shape thing. Huh? Every time I see <laughs> Myers now, I'm going to be thinking, oh, hey, and God forbid. Hey. In all seriousness, I really look forward to the podcast every week. Oh, thanks, buddy. Jimmy Shape appreciates yeah. it, too. Jimmy to Shape. Stabbed him two times. Two times. Two times. Two times. Haunted Hobo. Haunted That's Hobo. It's a good one. Great episode. Applause. I love this podcast, and I love you guys. Keep it up. Fist pump. Fist. What is that? Fist. What is not fist pump? That's fist, fist bump. Fist bump. Fist That's bump. No. No, why my mind isn't working on pump and bump. Well, we've been talking about dick a lot, so pump yeah, makes sense. So much dick in this episode. P.S. Sick <laughs> Oneater's shirt, Chris. Yeah. That thing you do is one of my favorite movies. Well, it's funny. Uh, it's the wonders. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the Yesterday, this thing right here, when mm-hmm. I was talking about going to the antique stores, I went to the Orange Circle where they shot that thing you do. So, um, yeah. I, I'm I it's I actually ate at I'm I can't remember if the if the soda fountain place is in the movie, but they have an old fifty style soda fountain yeah. there. I yeah. ate there yesterday and they have all oh, that thing you do poster in there and everything. Mm. Oh um, really? Although I didn't eat inside. It was yeah, that's where they scene. ate Lake Erie's own beatnik. That's I'm gonna have to I'm gonna rewatch it soon to uh kind of refamiliarize oh, I, I know it so well I could recite it to you right I've only now. seen it I've seen it like twice so. oh there's a director's cut really that is that is actually it's longer it's better I prefer but I mean I love the original but uh, or the theatrical version but there's a director's cut it's a little longer and it's a little darker there's a little more um, storylines through lines with the Jimmy who is the songwriter who who isn't happy with this journey. It's actually really good. I, I highly suggest checking out the director's cut if you have. Okay. So. I will. I will. Glenn McIntyre said, Hey guys, another great episode. Can't wait to see who you'll have on in the future. 
Have you ever thought of having a Zoom type call with multiple guests? Would love to see the cast uh, of Halloween or Halloween 2 take place. Take care from Cape Breton, Nova Scotia. Ooh. That's near where they shot My Bloody Valentine, I think. Mm. They shot that in Nova Scotia. Love me um, some Canada. You love know, it's really tough, I think, having on more people. I mean, because even when it's just three of us, there's tend, we tend to talk over each other and it can get a little hectic having more people. I'd rather focus on one person at a time. That's me personal, mm -hmm. but. Yeah, I'm with you on that, but I'm not opposed to it. I mean, we could always try it and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But thanks Glenn from, from Canada, eh? I love you guys, eh? Yeah, that's what it's about. Love me some Molson Triple X, eh? <laughs> Johnny Edwards says this is a great show. It also goes great with pizza, sub, and a Coca-Cola beverage. Damn right. You know what? What? I'm a little thirsty. Really? <laughs> this is gonna, I almost dropped it. That would have been a massive fail. <laughs> I would have totally kept in if you dropped it right in his Thank lap. Thank you, my lovely assistant. You're welcome. Ladies and gentlemen, Vanna White. Vanna White, everyone. Brandon Gregory said, I'm assuming there is a rational explanation for it. Maybe the beginning was shot after the interview, but it's strange how the H... Okay, he's asking about the mask switch. Yeah, we already got through that. What is, the, what um, is, what is everybody's conspiracy with the mask? The mask moved. What is, that just threw everybody off. Well, I'm, what, I'm hoping I'm going to get a bunch of people going, what happened to the hostess Twinkie lamp? <laughs> that ain't going to happen. That ain't going to... Nobody cares. Yeah. <laughs> John Freeman said, this show rocks two metal horns. My big crush was Tanya Roberts. Oh, um, yeah, sure. Yeah, Beastmaster. Mm -hmm. oh, or even Sheena or mm. Tourist Trap. Mm. Good stuff. GNJK. GNJK. Thanks that hour flew by. Not sure if you know, but this video was in standard def 480p and they used to be in 720p. I don't know what happened with that. I have no idea why that happened on hmm. that. And it's going to be that way probably for the James Jude Courtney interview. Is it because we switched? Remember you switched the, we went from. No, but I don't know. I, because we've done other, setting? we've done other some... intros. We've done other yeah. intros that were fine. I, hmm. I noticed it too. It, it looked weird. I have hmm. no idea. I looked into it. I talked to my buddy Lawton about it trying to figure it out. I'm really curious to see how this one records. Like right now it looks great, mm -hmm. but if it records in lower resolution, I'm not mm -hmm. going to be happy. So trying to Sorry figure about it out. that. We're, we'll, we'll figure it out. Sorry, everybody. We're kind We're not... of at the mercy of zoom. Yeah. Um, this is not what we do for a living. So yeah, this isn't, can, yeah. If someone out there wants to sponsor us or something, so we get this shit right, feel free to do so. <laughs> but until yeah. then you're stuck with what we got. Yeah. <laughs> You're definitely getting what you paid for. <laughs> <laughs> Christopher Bell said, Tommy Lee Wallace, Tom Atkins, and John Carpenter are the three guests I'd most like to see. Boy, all three of those again. Oh. And I'm sure you'll have two of them before too long. If you ever get Carpenter, that alone will make your views and subscribers go through the roof. Mm. I could try. Yeah, just don't tell them that I'm on the show with you. <laughs> he's tired of me interviewing him oh really <laughs> dude i've oh. done like every one of his blu-rays it's like i know but this is different yeah i mean you'd have to let him know that this isn't really an interview it's more of right. a just talk hangout 
we can talk so, about video games, weed, yeah. and basketball. Yeah, I'm. I'm now. I'm kind of want to do it. So let's. I'm going to give it a shot. Okay. Yeah. For once, get us a guest, Chris. Okay. Brandon Hendricks said, "I think the Rasputin joke is supposed to be a reference to the fact Rasputin was Russia's greatest love machine, or so the Boney M song says. So big head, little head, two heads. Get it?" I'm sure you've got six pack abs from laughing so hard. That's the best I can come up with in regards to that joke. Remember the person that said, yeah, I don't, I still don't get it. Even reading I, I that. Get, I get it. I get it. I just, I don't get it, nor do I. I thought I we covered it. this in the last one, didn't we? No, we, no, I just read her comment oh. that I didn't get the joke. Oh, right. That you didn't really get it either. This person's trying to explain it for us. I get it. I know what they're saying. I don't get it. Two heads, thing with two heads, two heads of love. Rasputin? I don't get the Rasputin reference. I still I don't, don't get know, it. Even though he's trying to explain it to me. Let's talk about don't the Odyssey have, then. I don't have the brain capacity to care enough to try to figure it out. Understood. I only got so much in here I can use to try to read let yeah. alone you know king yeah. henry vr4 i can get that their english is so good comment because of their thick accents that could probably be hard to understand what they are saying he's talking in reference to my friend's wife saying about the irish people's english was so good oh right on the plane trust, or something. trust me she didn't mean their accents were thick she meant exactly what she said <laughs> so <laughs> If you knew her, you would right. go, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I sometimes forget to breathe. I forget to breathe. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Upson Pratt Jr. said, is the Ooh. guy on the left from It and Licensed to Drive? <laughs> What's that mean? Richard Masur. Oh. Yeah, he's in both <laughs> of those movies. That's right. I and forgot. he's wearing his own shirt. That's wow. right. Yes, it's me. It's Richard Mazur. Mazer, Mazer. Yes, that's me. Although I did shave my beard down a lot. See, I got yeah. rid of the, it was big. I don't know, hour, hour and a half, maybe. What the hell are you looking at me like that for? You're welcome. Mixie Horror and Pop Culture said, super awesome episode, pumpkin and a knife. Sweet. Jordan Ellis says, love you guys. That's it. Thanks, man. Thanks, Jordan. Thank you, Jordan. Colin Murdy. Hi, Colin. That's me, Lucky Charms, my guy. Ooh. Oh, is it? <laughs> he oh, says, hello, Colin. How are you, lad? Hello, Colin Murdy. Oh, hello. You do a better Irishman than I do. Oh, hello, Colin. How are you, lad? Uh, Let's hear what Colin the has to, to say. <laughs> oh, I just went to Scotland. Sorry. I just <laughs> the shiver me timbers. I'm like a, shiver um, me timbers. Ahoy, matey. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that one you threw out? I said shiver me timbers. <laughs> Top of the morning to you. Hey, guys. Just be care he said, just be careful about messing with the Irish, or I will send Connell Cochran and his black-suited posse around to your houses to sort you both out. Just remember, I may be over here in Belfast, but my connections are far and wide, especially in San Amir. I have to say that segment between you guys regarding my comment cracked me and my girlfriend up. Seriously, though, guys, I'm absolutely loving your show and can't wait for every Wednesday to come around again and see the next installment. Gives a 46-year-old overgrown kid something to look forward to each week. Stay safe and watch out for those feisty leprechauns. Oh, 
Thanks, Colin. I'm so glad you have a sense of humor, lad. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He's going to definitely tune out. Well, thank you, Colin. We appreciate it. It all comes from a good place. Savage One says, okay, show, just don't be so dull. Take care. Oh. I don't think you're all that savage, to be honest with you. What do you think of that? Yeah. Man. Savage said, okay, just okay, okay show. show. Don't be just so don't dull. Just don't be so dull. Okay. You know what? Dull is our thing. Oh, yeah. All right. So <laughs> That's right. And then our boy, Doc. That's how Doc, we dull it out. Yeah, that's how we dull, bro. Um, Dr. Wolfenstein had our back, though, and he said, lighten up, Francis. Oh, nice. Yeah. Just a little stripes reference. Yeah. That's nice. Thanks. Well, you know what? If we're dull, then don't tune in, man. Like, don't watch it. Hey, we're not for everybody. Not for know? everybody. I mean, uh, I'm sorry okay. you think we're dull. You know that. You know, and you I'm know, still, I'm still. There's two ways I can. I really think to that this. that's in reference to you, and not so much me. But you I'm know, sure it is. I'm sure it is. But there's two ways you can look at this. You can go, well, hey, man. Hey, man. Whatever, dude. Or you can go, fuck you, man. I'm just going to lean towards. All right. Oh, no. Fuck okay. you, man. <laughs> and don't watch. Go watch someone else. Yeah. Go go to Pornhub or wherever the fuck you're jerking off online. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was that was too far. <laughs> yeah, you really did. You just really did a 180 there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like hey man you know the fuck you <laughs> um, I'm, a, I'm a little manic that way uh you know whatever it, again whatever, hey i'm you know if that's the kind of worse comment you know that and me looking right. like a lesbian yeah if that's a, if that's as bad as it can get <laughs> exactly I mean, something tells me it's gonna get worse at some point the more I people think- watch the more people yeah. that watch the more bad comments we're gonna get sure. but just know that we don't give a fuck we really I'm don't I, I mean, care. really don't. I mean, it's it, reading shitty comments doesn't make me feel bad. It doesn't do anything for me. It gives us a little bit of material to talk about because it's mm-hmm. kind of funny. Mm-hmm. But the the good comments mean something, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So if you want to post shitty comments, you know, have at it. It isn't going to, yeah. you know, it isn't going to really. I'll give it, it a, I'll give it a thumbs up and walk away. I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day, it isn't going to change our lives at all. So, no. Hey, Sean, I have a question. Did we get something in the mail? We did. <sighs> so let's start with the first thing here is from um, Mike Johnson. Mm. You know, the, the Olympic athlete. The Olympic athlete that we referred to in the last yeah. episode. Got a FedEx package here. FedEx package from Mike Johnson. This is exciting. Got a letter. Here we go. Sean. doesn't address you. He just addresses me. Sean, I hope this letter finds you well. I'm loving the podcast. I'm loving the podcast. And you and Christopher, you got mentioned, have a hell of a show. I know you mentioned you and Nay are true crime fans. That's my lovely fiance, Nay. Um, Enclosed, you will find a piece of siding from Ted Bundy's notorious apartment at 565 First Avenue in Salt Lake City. What? What? 
it's almost like a crime lab like hefty yeah hefty bag seal yeah so it's a oh. wow wow yeah. so he says uh this is a hundred percent authentic and was collected in 2018. I also wanted to drop a shorned Sean Garbage Pail Kid in your honor. Looking forward to more shows and guests. Keep it going, brother. And he added two Garbage Pail Kid Shorn Sean stickers. Nice. And there ain't nothing in there for you. No. See? What did I tell everybody? What did I say? And everyone gives me a hard time going, nobody ever gives me free shit. Finally, someone sends free shit. I don't get anything out of it. I don't even get a sticker. And the sticker's name's Sean. Maybe he didn't have any Chris's. If he had a Chris sticker, he probably would have said I don't care. I'd take a Sean sticker. Uh, Well, he gave me two. You want a Sean sticker? No. No, I don't. No. I see. You get the fucking serial killer piece of house. And I get bupkis. I mean, that's more, I think it's more for Nay than me. She's really the big. Oh, okay. So someone who's not even on the show gets something and yeah. you get something and I still don't get anything. That's okay. I, I, I'm going to take the high road here. You get a piece of a serial killer's house. Jesus. That's a pretty sweet gift though. Yeah. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. We did get, there is another package. I don't even rate a fucking garbage pale kid sticker i don't even rate that much i'm gonna cover the address but this actually has your name on it this time oh okay what did i get kyle morris <laughs> from boise idaho ah uh, thanks kyle let's well see. let's hold see, on. What, Let it see is. what it is first killing me with the suspense something here. in wrapped in this there's a couple well there's some stickers boy it's like are, poop wrap there's let's say Looks like Leatherface. Oh. Is that? Oh, it's a chainsaw, but is it supposed to be the shape of a state? I don't know. It looks cool. It's a sticker, and then there's another sticker. one. This guy, same, similar thing. Oh, cool. I bet you he, I bet you Kyle designed those, I'm guessing. Are these? Is there a letter these, with it? Are these the shape of a state? Is this like, is this Idaho, maybe? I don't I don't know. He sent us each. We're going to offend still- him so bad. I don't know. Awesome. So, we got stickers. Thanks, got stickers. dude. Thanks, Kyle. There's a letter. And then I'll Ooh, see what the... This is our first... Uh, uh, rather large. Oh, awesome. Thanks, The thing Kyle. with two heads. I made these during the pandemic. Two Jason masks and an eyeball magnet for each of you. Ooh. Keep up the great work. P.S. Not that you need a sticker the shape of Idaho. You called it. But I made these four years ago and just found a few as well. Best wishes, Kyle Morris. Thanks, so Kyle. Wow. These are apparently magnets. Let's see. Let's see them. He sent us two weird eyeball magnets. Very cool, Kyle. He I'm sent us four uh, Jason magnets. Oh, cool. So thanks, we got dude. magnets. We got stickers. Yeah, we appreciate that, man. Thanks a lot. Yeah, thanks, Kyle. Wow. Finally, some stuff. I'm very excited and cool stuff. And yeah. those are going on my fridge, and the sticker's going to go, I think I'll put the sticker maybe on my computer, maybe my makeup kit. I think that's about it for now. And we're ready to jump into part two of JJC, James, Jude, Courtney. Let's bring them in. Let's do we're it. going to show some more of that gun show and uh, get ready. Get ready to have some more shape all up in you. Thank you, everybody. Here's some shape in you.
Kaylee Dixon would like to know, how did it feel to bring back the shape to the 2018 sequel? Did you at, the po at that point really know the importance of it or did you not learn until as you grew into this world and met the fans and saw how big it really was, then did you fully appreciate it? In all, in all <laughs> fairness, all right, this, the how does it feel question. Um, I mean, how does it feel to have sex? You know what I mean? Like you can't explain it. You, you can't really put it in words. I can. <laughs> you know, right? <laughs> I'm not going to comment on that, buddy. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, there's, um, again, doing the work, I'm in mission mode. You know, as soon as, as, as soon as I, as soon as I locked in, man, I crosshaired, you know, got my mark and that's what I went for. Didn't think about it. Um, yes, yeah, Sean, you're right. Um, you know, going to the cons and seeing the joy. Okay, so that would be something that I wasn't prepared for, that I didn't really think about, that I had no awareness of. Mm -hmm. um, back in the day when I did Buffy, uh, the Vampire Slayer, I had been offered to, to do a con or two, and and I just I was working a bunch. I wasn't, I, I didn't really get it, and I was like, eh, nah, nah, I'm not interested. And I had no concept of the feeling of how much joy and happiness and fulfillment I would get by meeting the fans and by being a part of this world. I had no concept of that. I didn't, and you know, and I don't, I still don't think of myself as being anything iconic. I, I mean, I got to play an iconic character, um, but that I, James Duke Courtney, get to sit down or walk through a, a con or, you know, get to meet people that are really special and beautiful and to see the joy in their, in their, in their faces and to meet kids and, you know, everything from plumbers to oncologists to cops and firefighters and, you know, I mean, every size, shape, sexual orientation, race, religion, and it's all the same. Like, it's all the same. And, it, and so to answer that question, it feels freaking great, man. It feels awesome. <laughs> it's kind of yeah. like when someone asked Paul Stanley, what's it like to be rich? <laughs> I'll tell you. Anyway, that's how he answers. Great. <laughs> Here's one that's just a total softball out of left field. Joshua Sandlin, he'd like to hear about your time as a tour guide at Universal and all the yeah. injuries you sustained portraying Conan in the live show. Also, he'd <laughs> like to know a little bit about your martial arts background and if he could step into the octagon, who would he want to fight? <laughs> Okay, I'll answer that last question first. Sean Clark. Oh, <laughs> that would be a very quick fight. <laughs> that would be a very quick fight, my friend. Boom. Although you, I hope you got good cardio because I would be running away from you the whole time. I'd just be running around that octagon. I don't need another Michael Myers wanting to fight me. Jesus Christ! All right. <laughs> we already covered that in Kansas City, didn't we? <laughs> oh, we got it. We do have to get into that talk because people want to know about the Kansas City incident, the infamous James yeah, is getting angry it. incident. <laughs> we'll, we'll get back to that. Go, we'll keep going on this. Okay. Oh man, being a tour guide, being a tour guide at Universal was awesome, um, especially because when we got auditioned and, and hundreds and hundreds of people auditioned and only like 12 people got hired. They hired me, then you go through this intense orientation period where you have to memorize everything about every movie made and at Universal and you have to memorize the back lot and you have to know what was shot and what soundstage. Again, you know, when I was a kid, we watched all the Universal horror films. You know, my dad would just sit with his big long arms, you know, around all his kids and we'd sit and watch these 
these great old horror films. And so for me, it was super exciting to be in a place where I really, really identified with the films that were made there. And it was also my opportunity to sort of geek out because I could, I could just, you know, you sit on a tram and, and if, if you're, you're caught in traffic, then you had to entertain people for 20, 30, 40, 50 minutes. Aside from just doing, you know, the normal, like, yeah, and here you see on your left and here you see on your right. It helped me, like, uh, I did my first headshots on the back lot. I used to hang out on the back lot. And it was really kind of special to me doing Halloween 2018 that in a way I was going back to Universal, which is the very first place I worked. Then, um, you know, I'm waiting on tables for like a year or two and bartended, did a little security work. And then we got, I got cast in Conan and Conan, the Adventures of Conan was amazing. Um, just to be clear, I didn't play Conan in it. I played, I played two roles. First, I started out as uh, Kobad Shaw, the double swordsman. So I did a lot of you know, fancy sword work with these pretty heavy broadswords. Um, and then I played Taurus Mordor, who was the, uh, was the evil wizard bad guy who fought with a very long sort of claymore sword and uh, did a 20-foot high fall into a flaming pit. Man, that was, it was a show that would not be able to be run today. We had thousands of stitches, um, bunches of broken bones and concussions. In fact, the doctor that we had on call, which was about five minutes away from the studio, was a medical doctor who was a plastic surgeon and a chiropractor. Because somewhere when we got injured, we we're going to fit into one of those categories. And I've got stitches on my face. I, don't, I can't even remember where they are. I mean, I have some you know, scars on my face anyhow, but I know where they're at. I can't even remember where they came from. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, um, so it was fun. Lots of stitches. I had a few concussions, you know, I mean, getting hit in the head, the side of the head with a broadsword with a guy who's doing, you know, 13 ounces of steroids every day is not always fun, but um, <laughs> it was a blast. It was a total blast. Oh, speaking of which, I've never asked you this question. And if you don't feel comfortable answering it, you don't have to. But I've had lots of people ask me, and I don't know the answer to it. The bump on your head. Wh yeah. What is that from? Okay, that. Um, that. No, it's crazy, man. I mean, as many times I've been kicked in the head, swords in the head. My, I've ridden the motorcycle, laid it down, you know, hit my head on the concrete with no helmet on. Rounds and rounds of boxing, you know, from, you know, the martial arts and in and out of all these different arts I studied. And, you know, I was babysitting my nephew, Jack, who was about four years old. And I was getting him ready for bed. And as I put down his pajama bottoms for him to get in, he decided he wanted to jump into them. So he jumps up, hits me in the head. We both went, oh, and I, dude, I was not going to cry, but I wanted to. And he was not going to cry if I didn't cry. So we sat there looking at each other for like 30 seconds going, mm, mm. this thing came up and I just, you know, I could have it surgically removed. It's just scar tissue. So you but, got that from a little kid? Yep. Yep. Four-year-old kid. <laughs> All these cool stories that it's some little kid yeah. headbutted you. Right? Some little kid. Little kid while you're trying to get him in his jammies. <laughs> you took me out, man. You took hey, me you out. Need to, you need to embellish on that story. You need to, you know, I was in the octagon with Tito Ortiz and he, <laughs> and he went down a illegal elbow right into the head. And, you know, anyway. No, yeah. man, I like the jammies. I like the little kid jammies. It is a better story. It is a better story. <laughs> but what was the other part of the question? Oh, oh yeah, what, your what martial, martial arts, arts background. Yeah. Well, so that was, you know, honestly, man, and, and I think these are the things that formed me. Um, I was a small kid. I was the smallest kid on my 10th grade football team. But seventh grade, I was being picked on. I thought differently. You know, now I know that I was just a nerd. Thinking differently, having a big target on my back, being picked on. 
All I wanted to do was be left alone. I just wanted people to leave me the fuck alone. I could get through my day and, you know, but what I didn't realize then and I know now is wanting to be left alone just puts spotlights on your target. It makes people want to fuck with you more. So I went looking for Kwai Chung Kane, but what I saw were a bunch of kind of dickhead martial arts instructors. I did find one though at the Y, a guy named Jay Reardon, who was a boxer in the 56 Olympics. And he had combined um, American boxing, judo, savat, and jujitsu. So it was kind of like the first MMA in, in a way. Uh, it was a very, um, a very practical approach to self-defense. And, and um, so I, 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 I did that. And, and then in college, I, you know, um, I got to work out a bit with the, uh, one of the trainers on the 76 Olympic team. My sparring partner, Abby Bray, uh, ended up getting picked up by, uh, by Joe Frazier. Uh, Abby was a super heavyweight. He, he weighed 280. I weighed 180. And the, the dude had a punch too, man. So I was just, but it was all about learning and growing. And then when I got to California, so many of my friends are national champion, world champion fighters. So working out with guys like Mike Gunther and, and you know, Mark Mason and, you know, a, a whole bunch of guys that I got to work with and be friends with. And I studied for, for many years a combination of Kali and Aikido with first uh, Jumateo Sensei, then Miga Rissell Sensei. And they were sponges. They brought in information from all different art forms and schools. It's been piecemeal, you know, two years here, eight years there, five years here. I wouldn't consider myself a martial artist. To me, a martial artist is someone who's practicing on a daily, weekly basis, you know? I wouldn't call myself a musician. I play, but you know, unless I'm getting up on a stage and really hitting it, you know, I'm a guy who plays a little music. I'm a guy who's done some martial arts. But those arts that I've done have informed me. And I would say that doing Aikido, adding Aikido, which I think Aikido is a beautiful art. Um, if you have no other martial arts in your bag of tricks, it's not very useful. But if you have other arts in your bag of tricks, the things you learn in Aikido in terms of harmonizing and blending and, and movement are really, really powerful. And Aikido is one of the things that has, I think, affected the character that I played in, you know, in 2018 and in Halloween Kills. For some reason, the universe deemed that I was going to pick up little skills here and there that were going to someday amount to something in terms of a character or a script or, and I think this came together for me when I played Michael Myers. Um, actually, actually, let me backtrack that. Bob asked two questions, so I'll, I'll ask it for Chris and then we'll go to, we'll go to Bob, then we'll go to Chris. <clears throat> All right. No, we'll go to Chris, then we'll go to Bob. I'm going to keep mixing up. Christopher David Chaswick would like to know if you recall how many times it took to get the one take tracking shot into the garage and house. I do recall. We rehearsed that an entire day and we went into it the day of shooting David and those guys anticipating that we were going to have to stitch, stitch it together with CGI, even though we were going to run, you know, run a full hit out every, every single time. We took nine takes and it was a very difficult thing to do because, you know, ordinarily when you, um, you're working, you put marks down, pardon me, you put marks down on, on, on the ground. You have a little X here, you got, you know, various points of reference. So if you're using if you have a lot of movement, you're hitting marks and hit this mark, then you hit that mark. Well, because it was such a long tracking shot, we couldn't put any marks down. And so Stewie, the um, steady cam operator and I, I mean, he's a really good athlete. He's a, you know, he's a college soccer player. And, and, and we developed that, um, you know, what you guys know, I mean, we developed that really beautiful athletic timing that happens when you've played ball. So like, even if you're playing pickup ball, you play with a guy long enough, you know in the past because you know he's going to be there. You know what I mean? You don't need to look. It's boom. 
and, and you got to dunk, you know what I mean? And so we worked it and worked it and worked it. And when we finally nailed it, uh, David Green came running across the freaking set and he goes, fucking did it. And he just bear hugged me, man. You know, David's about half my size. He just like, he almost like picked me up and just grabbed me and squeezed me. He was like, we got it. We nailed it. And Stewie and I knew we nailed it. It was, um, it was like, it was a Zen moment. It was like a Zen process, that entire tracking shot. Uh, we actually nailed it twice. The seventh take, I think, and the ninth take. So how many cuts are actually in that shot? There's Where? one cut in that shot. He walks, you walk... Uh, Behind the house? Bump, bump into the kids, you walk down the driveway, you get the hammer, and then and, and you turn, there's a cut. Then we take you from... Thank you. Personal, uh, personal assistance. Thank you. Chris Nelson never you're goes lovely, anywhere without a personal you're assistant. A lovely assistant. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, you walk down the driveway, you pick up the hammer, cut. Right. Then we pick, then the camera picks you up from inside from the house. As you you turn, you walk in the house into the and then the rest is all one. So there's only one cut in the whole thing. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for that question. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, and it was. And, and, and it was really tight in there. Everything was really And there wasn't, yeah, and there wasn't supposed to be that cut. Only reason why it ended up being one cut was that transition, because we did do a couple with their, you walking hammer. It took too long to get you across that backyard up into that thing with all the gear and into the kitchen. There had to be, that was the only part that was like, Boom. But the rest of it is all one. It's it's pretty much all one. I thought, wait, Chris, I thought you said the reason the cut was because that is, you know, James can only have the mask on so long and he needs the breaks. Remember you were saying how he has to, <laughs> has to have his, his water that get brought to him. It's not water. It's, it's, it's not, like a green. It's in his rider. It's in his rider. Like it's the, in his rider. Cucumber rose water. Cucumber rose water, that's what yeah. it is. Yeah. And only yellow M&Ms. That's right. That's right. It's the CRW. He would take the mask off. Where's my CRW? Let's go. And he'd snap his fingers. He'd snap at you people. He was just snapping. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's funny, though. When it, it was time to get that mask off, man. I mean, I'd find Chris in a sea of 100 people. Man, yeah. I... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's my favorite. It's one of my favorite moments of, of the day is when Jim goes through a big long, he does a whole thing and then they'll go and cut and Jim will go. <laughs> and with, and in the Michael Myers mask, having Michael Myers go like this over a sea of crew going like this, looking for you. Just doing that. And I'm like running in, pull it off. But it's always very amusing to see Michael Myers be so serious. And then he just goes, but when you have a support system you know when you have special effects makeup there and wardrobe there and a production assistant there making sure that you you have what you need so you don't need to think about anything except the mission at hand you know each department was really really good at is is creating the environment so that we could just do what we did and and do it to the best of our ability well the goal is to stay out of your way yeah. And to not be noticeable. That's, you know, you run in, you take the mask off, you disappear. 
So Jim can go and talk to the director and go and deal with the steps that he needs to do. Because that's the other thing people don't realize that he does as well, is there are a lot of makeup effects in these in these movies and, and beats and things to hit with a mask on and a pad on or this on, and then you got to hit that. And, and makeup effects are a very uh, uh, com- sometimes complicated choreographed thing that he has to be aware of. You know, that, that's the other thing I got to give Jim credit for if, if it's going to be a love fest is that Jim's really good it like if if you go you have the wardrobe going you can't do this because if you do this then the collar will do the blah blah blah. and then the lighting guy's going don't pass on here you have to come on this side of the light and then i'm going jim make sure you keep your chin down and by the way when you stat when you do this thing with the gag make sure that you don't do this otherwise this will fall off and the blood pump won't work so watch this tube down here so be careful of this tube don't step on that when you come into the room and then the actor's going well i have to come over this way first and be in this position before you don't step on the tube and mess with your collar and walk in front of this like there's a lot of there's a lot of shit going on for him and, and it's like everyone's throwing direction at him including obviously david and stuff so there's a lot to to choreograph and take in and 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 uh, and all these things that he's doing and never once have have you ever uh blown a gasket or got uh impatient or uh you're always listening to everybody and kansas city boom yeah yeah are we talking about kansas city now <laughs> I thought we'd save Enough that for with last. The love fest. Enough <laughs> with the love fest with you and how amazing you are. I thought That's we'd it. save Kansas City for last. All right. So one more question. One more question. Bob right. Hood. Bob Hood would like to know. What did you think of when Sartain put on the mask like that whole scene what was your thoughts or feelings on that scene that's a very that's a very divisive uh, subject amongst Halloween fans I myself hated it Um, and also I have to throw this in here as he said shout out to Sean and Christopher for a great show you guys are putting on thank you Bob Hood thanks Bob you hate it first I want to know Chris what did you what did you think of that Uh, of the Sartain thing Yeah. yeah Uh, I didn't mind it. I, I think um, we shot, there's there's more to it than what ended up in the movie. There's a little more to it. And I think it got cut out or some, I don't know, cut around or something. There was some issues or whatever. And it didn't play, I think, the way it, it could have or should have. I, I didn't think it was so bad, but I could see how you would be like, what? Uh, because... It's so kind of out of nowhere. I think it had everything to do with, there's another layer to that character that didn't rise to the surface in the way the movie ended up. Can, I think you, it, can you expand on what that is? It don't matter. It's no spoiler well, I now. Think, no, I think it was, I think there was slowly little nuggets of things that, that told you that he was kind of little nutty and- Cosplayer? Closet yeah. cosplayer. Yeah. Closet cosplayer. <laughs> it needed to be established earlier in the film by the time that happens. And I think there were ways to do that. I think you could have gotten rid of it. I think 
I think what really bothers people the most is the fact that somebody else has that mask on and no one's ever else had that mask on. I think that's what people are really bitching about. I don't think it has anything to do with the plot line or, 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 or you know, that. You Me know. as a fan, I just felt that him putting the mask on was silly. Like you yeah. could have achieved that scene and he could have done what he did without ever putting without a mask on. Yeah, I agree. That, that's, I agree. that's my issue with it. It seemed silly. It just seemed like, right. why is he putting the mask on? Makes no sense. Right. It just and, seems and, you know, out of nowhere. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. But, yeah. So, okay, yeah. So let's talk about Kansas City. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, this is just something, this is something Chris and I referenced in an episode and then people just kept asking about because I made a joke about it. It was how, such a, like a tiny reference. It wasn't yeah. even, it was like. The James got a aggressive. It was a ah. passing comment, and so now people are like, "What? Wait a minute! What, what did he do? What did he do? Why are all the Michael Myers guys getting angry with you? What's going on, dude? Um, Why does everyone hate Sean?" <laughs> yeah, basically, what happened was we were having a great time. We're in Kansas City. We're at Crypticon. We're at the nicest hotel in the town, and that's no joke. <laughs> <laughs> which got condemned which, which literally no which literally closed down the next day the day the after day the next day it closed yeah. permanently uh yeah condemned, condemned. i have never condemned. i have never been in a hotel until then where i was afraid to walk without my shoes on yeah right? it was that Apparently. bad it was crazy yeah it wasn't good i remember the moment i got into my room i went well, I know I'll be spending most of my time down at the bar because I'm certainly not going to be sitting in this fucking room. <laughs> I remember we got in the room and Nay immediately pointed on the on the curtains. I think there's blood on the curtains. Yeah, there was blood on my on my curtains. I was like, is I think we talked about that. I was yeah. like, dude, is there blood in your curtains? Because I'm pretty sure there is on mine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> St. Joseph. It was outside yeah. Kansas City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this ain't Kansas City. This is a little right. tiny, small town. Cool little town. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, definitely has a vibe there, a very methy vibe. Uh, yeah. If you walk the streets like yeah. at night or even during the day. I think it was Saturday night. And we were in the bar till it closed. And then they actually put us in a back room because the bar had closed and we had our own little private room where we saw some weird shit go down, um, which we won't now, talk wasn't about. It, wasn't it part of the fucking convention? They did a private like VIP drinky thing in some back no, room of that no, hotel? That, or something? that was just for us. That was like, Oh, the, was it? No, the, I think it was the, their version of their celebrities in the, in, in it, the, in the place. It was, uh, it was their version of the celebrity green room. <laughs> yeah. But fishbowl. God bless them. Yeah. But we're in there drinking and, and <laughs> basically it's get, I don't remember how late it was, you know, two in the morning. I'm not really a drinker and they got me shit faced like really bad. I think you guys got me really drunk the first night yes. and then Saturday night you guys were drinking and I wasn't, or at least maybe not as much, but I remember we were all tired and we're like, okay, let's go to bed. And you and James is like, nah, man, let's have another drink. And we were outside. We were in the parking lot. And then James is like, let's go in and have another drink. And we're like, oh, you know, we're going to go to bed. And he's like, nah, man. And he grabbed me by the shoulder. I remember he grabbed me and he went, no, man, let's have another drink like that. And I'm like, whoa, dude, you're getting aggressive with me. 
Cause he, cause I mean, I know he didn't mean it. Like he was just, he had had a few, he grabbed me really, really aggressively and like grabbed me like, no, we're having another drink. And I'm like, calm down there shapey shape calm down <laughs> and then the next he, day he, he scared you yeah he scared the next you. day when i told him about it he's like no i didn't i'm like yeah you, you kind of did and like like no yeah, i did. didn't chris is going yeah, yeah kinda you kind of did because <laughs> i was outside smoking yeah don't smoke I mean, I, nobody you smoke. gotta remember though in my defense right i mean you learn the rule of force by force when you have six younger brothers so, I mean, you're my brother, Sean. It was very big brother ask. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. No. But, it was, but just... it was like, but it was like, he was, like, he wasn't fucking around. No, and I think a... it carried on because it wasn't that part of the whole thing we were in there with the acrobat people and there was a whole thing. This was after we the acrobat around. people. Okay. I don't know. That, that whole weekend was a blur, man. It was a. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, remember, I, remember I remember after that, after that Thursday. So I wake up at 1130 in the morning and I'm like hungover and I'm like, oh, I need a greasy burger. I walk around the corner to the greasy burger place and I, and I walk in and there's Chris at the bar like this. <laughs> I was so hurt. I was like, I remember that I saw you and I just went, ah, fuck, because I was so hung over and, yeah. and I just needed, like you said, a greasy burger. Yeah. And all I kept thinking was, God, I hope nobody walks in and, and catches me like this in this shape. Like I, I, I was worried that I just don't want anyone to see me like this because I was in bad shape. And then you walk in, and I'm like, oh no! But we had a nice, we had a nice lunch, and we both lamented the fact of being so hungover and stuff. And that was a great. I gotta say, for as shitty as the hotel was, it was a weekend for the record books for me, man. Because that was fun. I, yeah, I drank way too much, and a lot of it was a blur. And, and but I will say it established some relationships and we had some fun and we really enjoyed the fans and we really enjoyed we just it was one of those moments where you made the best of it and and we had a great time and and uh and laughed a lot i remember sean came up to me after was it the first night when you got really we got you drunk we got sean really drunk yeah and Sean has some drinks, but he's not a drinker. He, no. like he admitted, he's not a drinker. No. And we got him plastered. Because <laughs> you guys <laughs> just kept handing them to me. You're like, here, have one and, more, dude, one more. I'm like, uh, And the uh. next day, Sean walked up to my table and he goes, dude, I feel really shitty. And I have to run around and deal with all this shit, man. And I feel awful. And I don't know how I'm going to, and you did it anyway, man. You just ran around and you did your thing without missing a note it was great i felt so sick that was that was not a good day we had a good time that weekend yeah yeah man it's fine what else would you like to say to your to your fans and people out there james before we tie this up what do you what's your what's your leaving message at the moment i would say take this time that we don't get to do the things we want to do to appreciate what we have, to appreciate the people in our lives. I, in this moment, I'm appreciating my two good friends, Sean Clark and Chris Nelson, and you know, the, and, and the times we've had together and, and, the, and we haven't had the opportunity to spend time together, but we're doing it this way right now. So I would say to everybody out there, like, man, look at your family and your friends and you know, whatever gifts you have. And you know, the challenges are challenges, man. We're always gonna be challenged. We're all, you know, whether it's money or relationships or, or work or whatever, but at the end of the day, we're very lucky to be here. And you know, gratitude attitude I have found always brings more to be grateful for. 
it, it, it compounds the good things that happen to us. So I would say for all of us, you know, it, it's an opportunity to express a gratitude attitude and um, we're going to get through this, man. So why don't we get through it healthier, stronger, happier, so that when we can get back out into the world, we have more to bring to the world. We have more to offer our friends and family and community and our business you know, partners. So, you know, don't be a douche. Of, of his very long explanation of how he became the shape or how he gets into the mindset or the Zen place or the aura or the, that's right. What I, I don't know what he does. You're going to get into the soul of Jimmy to shape. You're going to, you're going to meld minds with James Jude Courtney. JJC. You're going to get all JJC'd up. Yeah. You're going to get so much JJC in you. You're going to have to take a bath after this. You're going to have to take a bath right yeah. about, and you're about to get it right now. Want a personal shout out from the shape himself? Or maybe surprise a fan with a happy birthday greeting from Michael Myers? Well, you can right now on Cameo. Download the Cameo app today on your phone to get more info. Um, I really love doing the Cameo because you feel like you're really having a personal um, some kind of personal connection with somebody just like you get to do at the cons and since we're not getting to do the cons right now i'm really glad to be doing cameo it's a, it's a lot of fun and um what is cameo i don't even know what that is we don't have time for this all right then anyway.